When you look at Barba, as we have previously established, no one disputes the fact that his sexual magnetism just is oozes. undeniable. Oh yeah, it just oozes. And then you put him in a very sexually charged situation with the, the guy that's on the stand. Oozes. And the old and to, in order and he's so he's such a bulldog for the law that he is like, if I have to fuck this guy in the court yeah, to prove I'll do that it. he's a self to prove that like, he hates gays. Or only like closeted gay men. Because sure, fuck it. I whatever. Oh, Just fuck it. Whatever. Whatever, it's man. Fine. What what drive bys on Jews in this episode, by the way? That's it that whole subset thing seems like a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Law & Order Special Viewing Unit, the show where we view, review, and lovingly ridicule everyone's favorite cop drama, Law & Order Special Victims it's Unit, every episode in a row episode, from man. the beginning. Here's the thing. We've had some real, and not just like stinkers, this is, like ab this is abysmally much bad. better than, than, than the last like four episodes. But, it's but at it's least still, like, interesting. It, and the it show... Exhausts, it exhausts me. Well, that's true. That is That's very true. But also, it actually... The show from start to finish cares about what it's doing as opposed yeah, 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 to, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not just some throwaway thing that happens in the beginning and then, oops, it's a fucking, oops, something Rollins else, right? has a gambling the, the addiction episode. The cops are completely inept, and which is what makes this episode possible. Oh, they just, like, des decide that they don't want to do, do their job. Oh, 100%. And they're, and they're like, Barbara, you want to take care of this? And he's like, I guess I'll try. It's like, did you try any other investigative avenue for... No. Why would we? That's okay. So, uh, who am I? I am your host, Matt Reuter. Joining me, as always, my live-in boyfriend, who's actually my husband, who would sell me out a fucking second. That's Aviv Rubicide over there. How are you doing tonight, Aviv? I enjoy sex. It makes me feel alive. Good. What? I, uh, hot take. Pro Good. Hot take. Good. Pro-sex? There you go. Hey. It was either going to be that or, you backstabbing bitch. Or I was going to say, or straight, like you. I love the gay episodes. The, the only thing that this episode is missing is Ken Randall. Right? Like, Finn, Finn, of all, you are in the beginning, what are you, you have... What are you doing? Okay, it was, that was uh, something. Uh, how am I doing? I'm doing, this week has gone by really fast. Uh, Same, yeah. Which is both good and bad. Uh, it's just a... It's getting down to be uh, crunch time, deadline day for a bunch of shit I got to do for work. It's coming up on... D-Day, as they call it. Yeah, it's coming up for me on Friday, and I just got the last of everything I needed today. So mm. today has been, and it, this afternoon, no less. So today has been a real fun, and the next couple days will be very, very fun for me. So this will be a great weekend once all this shit is over. So I had a, a revelatory realization recently, okay. and it's going to make me probably the dumbest person on the planet uh mm. and it's one of those things that you th you think as a kid and then you just never give it a second oh, thought circus fire yeah it was it's a real circus fire moment okay of, i'm very excited about this so we found like a cassie found a recipe on tiktok for like some sort of a a, a Easy, yummy, like casserole dish, like you know, one of those kind sure. of. Sure, uh, they they love doing the like you put everything in a casserole dish. Don't even cook the pasta; just toss it in the oven. Yeah, toss it in the oven, and then somehow in an hour, everything is cooked and delicious. So it's like I, I've never really been a fan of these, and the reason no. for this, Aviv, is because most casseroles, or at least most of the ones that I guess I've come across, uh, fish involve some sort of like cream of something soup. Sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Cream of mushroom, cream of broccoli, spin. You know, something cream like of some, that. Some young guy. Sure. That Campbell's presents. Um, and I remember thinking as a kid, not understanding that whatever it's and it it all hinges on the word of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. whatever you hear, like cre- when I was a kid out here, cream. You thought of that they were mushroom. creaming the mushrooms. Yeah, like the mushroom was derived. Or the cream, rather, was derived from the mushrooms. They were, they were jerking off the mushrooms. Or whatever the whatever they were doing. Now, when it came to the vegetable ones, I was like, I don't know. I guess if you, like, squeeze it hard enough, it, like, <laughs> sure. it's, some sort of moisture will come out. So, like, I could sort. It seemed gross, but it's. You thought that they were creaming the, creaming the spinach. Right. In, yeah. in these, like, you know, the condensed soup. And cans. weirdly, it always tastes like milk. Because that's how you get all the alternative milks. Well, no, see, I I always avoided things that had this because I was like, ew, that's gross. Uh, and then, it, you know, even as a kid, but, it became more gross whenever you think of, like, cream of chicken. I'm like, I don't even want to know how they're getting <laughs> the cream out of the chicken. <laughs> so I was just like, no, thank you. So I have never been a fan of casserole dishes uh, because it was one of those things that what I just... A, what a fucking knock-on effect. No one... I, I never said anything. No one ever explained this to me or told me this. It it's was fine. just the of just, that. Just a thing. Yeah, very, very, like a literal interpretation of the name. You're right. like, well, I don't, want, I don't want any of that. Right. So I would just basically stay away from anything that had that. So a lot of casserole. So I've, I've always been like a really anti-casserole person pretty much for that reason. Uh-huh. But, but you, I, want, I want to clarify. It's not because you don't like dairy. Like, no. Not at all. I it's, love it. It's just because you thought that they were like actually like squeezing a green bean until white stuff came out. Yes, that is just okay. That stuck in my head and never and, thought about it again. I, so and I you just, know what the real the real fucker is of it? Cream of coconut. That's what it is, right? And so, so it's like it's inconsistent, right? So again, specifically because of the like any sort of an animal cream of this animal, I'm like I don't know. I no, I'm not doing that. So fast forward to last week. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> like this is fucking delicious. And we made, uh, or I made rather, a homemade green bean casserole. And I made Love the it. green bean casserole. It requires cream of mushroom soup. Yes, but I made that from scratch i didn't use a can and i was watching sure. this uh, cassie found the tiktok and i was watching the guy do it and then he makes the cream of, it's basically it's the, you know the cream of mushroom yeah, soup, yeah, yeah. and then puts it in there ate the casserole and delicious and it was only then that i truly realized <laughs> it was like oh uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh okay uh, so no maybe like a circus fire right maybe i will like casseroles because you know that's how that shit works, and I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I I'm I'm a grown ass man for you. I'm 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 super happy for you, and I'm uh, there's literally no judgment. I think that that's great. So you know what? Tonight we're having a we're casserole having dish. More cr- so and I'm actually quite excited about it. There's a whole <laughs> world of food that I'm now discovering. There's one. There's one summer where is summer of 2006 where. I don't know if you were there that day, but a friend of the show, Justin Solitern, mm-hmm. I went over to his house and he was like, have you guys heard of like peanut butter and jelly? And I was like, fucking what, dude? What are you talking and, about? And so his mom, friend of the show, 
didn't like jelly as a kid. It grossed her out. She had to eat it when she was sick or something. And so refused to eat it, refused to keep it in the house, never made it for her kids because it grossed her out. And so Justin had never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich until he was 20 years old. And <laughs> and I walked into his house and he's like, I've gone through six jars of jelly just in the last two days. These things are fucking amazing. And that's you now. That's you at, th- at 37. Yeah. You're like, cream of, cream of let's fucking go, man. Because like, the ones that always weirded me out the most was like the cream of ant, like cream of chicken. I'm like, how do you get fuck? It's like chicken in the sea it? tuna. What the fuck does that mean? Is, is this chicken or tuna? So anyway, it's it's been a it's been a real day, Aviv. I'm I'm, I'm actually are, really delighted for you. Yeah. So uh, how about you, Aviv? How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. My dog is back to normal. Thank you. For all of your well wishes. Yes, I saw him around in the background picking yeah, up a toy. He's just fucking just fucking around being annoying. So mad. So Aviv. Okay. Hey. What what are you eating now, Chubbs? Just eating paper. Stand by. Where in the world does he get all of this stuff that he's not supposed to have? You know, figure man. you would have had some sort of like locked down Trap like everything is just nothing on the ground floor that he it's can get to. It's just weird that he d- what he decides to want. So like you can never tell. It could be a cardboard box, or he doesn't care about it. Maybe he ate a silica packet. Maybe that's why he was throwing up blood. Who can say? <laughs> so Matt, so remember yes. the story that you told. Oh boy, remember the story that you no. Remember the story that you told about meeting that lady at the conference and then not knowing her name or, oh, or yeah. thinking yeah, yeah, and being yeah. like, you sure? So yeah. I, have one, I have one of those stories. Oh, the good. stories okay. where I know that I'm the asshole, gotcha. but, how, but how badly am I the asshole? Okay. Love to hear this. I'm trying to figure out how. Okay. I know how to tell this story. <laughs> so one of my students, let's call her Jill. Okay. So it's, it's like 10 minutes before class starts. She walks in to the class and she's like, hey, Aviv. And I'm like, hey, Jill. And she like is looking at me like I should say something. Okay. And I'm like, how was your Thanksgiving break? And she's like, well, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. She's like, she likes, well, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Like as though I should be like, wow, it's so great to see you. I don't, I don't give a shit. You're a student. I don't give a shit about how great it is to see you. And I was like, oh, well, it was Thanksgiving, so I didn't really see anybody. Uh, I didn't see any student. And she's like, my dad died. I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I left. I haven't been in class for for four weeks because my dad died, and I had to go to his funeral. And I was like, oh. And she's like, I sent you an email about it. And it was at that moment that I remembered getting an email about this. I mean, that's... that's No, 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 no. Oh, oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. Then... Did you say, you sure? Yeah, what, it, what, what was my recourse except for her to be like, I didn't get that email. Did you spell my name right? I didn't get that fucking email. 
And so I just pretended like, I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry to hear that. Are you doing okay? Because she clearly wanted me to be like, oh, are you okay? I don't care if she's okay. She's she's fine. No, I, she's back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, on the just the lowest humanity level, you could be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I don't, I don't, I have no interest in my students' personal lives. Sure. That's not what you're there to do. That's <laughs> not what I'm there to do. But I, but I, I literally had to gaslight her and be like, I didn't get that email. I did. I got the email. I knew it. I read it. I knew that her dad died. I just forgot. I mean, it's 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 not even a noble lie. It's a noble lie to you and you alone to make yourself feel better. And I guess her. Didn't I make her feel better, though, that it was just some cler- some kind of clerical error? I think it would have been funny if you said, like, I maybe got caught in my spam filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had you said that, that would have been the bigger asshole. No, I mean, is it an asshole? Yeah, it's an honest mistake. Like you get yeah. how many fucking emails over the last four weeks? Like that I was don't fu- want, I don't like reading emails from students. It was four weeks ago. It was like three weeks ago. Well, you just said it was four. He's she's been gone for four weeks because she's her been dad- gone for like th- th- three and a half weeks. Okay, either way, it's been three weeks. Plus, you also had Thanksgiving. And then that was a whole thing. And she, she, she had a pretty good sense of humor about it. She was like, "I sent it on November twelfth, and I was like, I was, I, I had a lot going on on November twelfth." She's like, "Me too. My dad died." I was like, "Right on." So you know how you know what it's like. Yeah, that's that is not nearly as bad as mine. By the way, the fact that you even I'm surprised. I I thought that I would be worse. I thought that I would be no considered I, worse. I but here's the thing. That's that's coming from me. The guy who, when someone said their name, I said, <laughs> right, you right, sure? Right. So I also don't know if I'm the best person to judge. No, no, I but... think I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna get dinged up about this one. I mean, look, I'm a forgetful guy, so I always have grace for anyone that just like straight forgets something because it's like I've been there before. I mean, I could have gone. She's like, my dad died. I could have been like, you sure? Right. You could have. <laughs> you really. Could have done that. You could have been like, I demand to see an obituary. She she's she has like a necklace. You know how they they can make your remains into like a necklace now. So uh, I she got I got one of those. I fist bumped her dad's fucking remains today. Like the materials made out of the remains, or it's like you can you it's carry the, a little like jar carry, of. No, it's like it's like compacted into like a. I think I think you're pro- there's like probably some epoxy resin in there, but there's like a little pendant. And and it's made of the remains. Oh uh, no, I was blissfully yeah. unaware of that. That's well, now I, I, I will, learned. I learned about it today. Fist bumped her dad. Life before knowing that, and life after. It's a big day for me. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot going on. I got a lot. Go- <laughs> Jesus, you know, I don't. I think you're fine. Because what? Because what? What was? What are you gonna do? Like put a what am I gonna po- do? Put, put a fucking post-it note in like your grade book, which you don't have because Every, nothing is physical anymore. And everyone was like giving her like little g- gifts and trinkets and whatnot. And like, I think the greatest gift I could have given her was just to treat her like everything was normal because I forgot. You know, I, that's I know you're trying to cover yourself, but on some level, I think you're right. <laughs> Thanks, man. As someone that is also part of the Dead Dads Club, yeah, I can confirm that. Right on. Yeah, it's the club you don't you don't know till you know. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, anyway, uh, now without further ado, after some ado, because inevitably we're going to do Snacker Whack, unfortunately, because that's this is the fucking rich hell that I live in, uh, we're going to be viewing and reviewing Season 14, Episode 12 of SVU, entitled Criminal Hatred, right after this. And we're back. And as I said before the break, we are going to be viewing and reviewing Season 14, Episode 12 of SVU, entitled Criminal Hatred. And by the way, if if I must be subjected to Snackerwag, I am not consenting to it just being sprung in the middle of the <laughs> it episode. Ha- it happens in it, the middle of a sentence? Nope. It happens now or it doesn't fucking happen at all. <laughs> twist twist my arm. I guess it's time for another edition of everyone's favorite game show, Snack it's not. or Whack. Uh, this is everyone's favorite game show where I turn off my camera and eat a snack into my microphone, and Matt has to guess what snack it is. This one was chosen by friend of the show, Leanna Shea. Okay. So, Matt. That's not much of a hint. Do you want a hint? No. No. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're you're going to give one out, I'll take it, but I'm not requesting one. I feel like this hint might give it away, but once again, I thought you were going to get fucking Rice Krispies, so here we go. So you never know. Here's your hint. Okay. Okay. So that was the wrapper. Were you waggling it there? I was waggling it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Matt, snack or whack. I got to open this thing. Okay. It's still not open. There, right, I got it. Snack or whack? Um, is it like a like a Cliff Bar or something, or like a like a Laffy Taffy, or like an Airhead well, or something? You gotta pick one: Cliff Bar or well, okay. Laffy Taffy. I'll go Laffy Taffy type thing. Airhead, baby. Oh, I had it dead on. There we go. You even said airhead, and I, and I was like, don't, don't, don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> White mystery flavored airhead. I love those. Those. I haven't was, had an airhead in years. I haven't had an airhead in years either. So the reason that I have this, and musicians will get this joke, is that there's this... Uh, music supply like guitar center online sort of thing called uh called sweetwater okay and sweetwater is like i will not be ignored dan so they um when you buy something from sweetwater they send it to you and they send it to you with like a little bag of candy oh okay that's nice and they and they also have these like sales reps that are like just like bros just like super nice dudes and it's like Hey man, it's Jeff from Sweetwater. I heard you bought those guitar strings like last week. How they how they doing? Just let me know if you need anything else. And then like a month later, they'll be like, Hey man, hope those guitar strings are squealing. Let me know if you ever need more <laughs> guitar strings. And like like Jeff from Sweetwater and I have the longest email exchange of my of any relationship I've ever had. It's on the same thread. Yeah, no, it's 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 new oh, every okay. time. I was like, say, you would prefer. Oh. That, I was like, but, no, no, can't do it. Can't. But do this it, is an airhead from Sweetwater when I bought strings like six months ago. It's just been in the cabinet because I don't eat airheads. They're yummy. I love those. 
Airheads. Yummy. Matt loves them. This is White Mystery Flavor, which was also my nickname when I was in the WWE. White Mystery. Airheads. Sure. And this has been another edition <laughs> of Snacker Whack. Uh, well, thank you for that. I shook the thing because did you do that when you were a kid? Yes. Where you shake them? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no apparent, it doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. Just, Not just gums them right, gums them right up. Yep. Uh, well, now that that's fucking over with, uh, we're moving on to season fourteen, episode twelve of SVU entitled "Criminal Hatred." Just a reminder to our listeners: all these episodes Wait, are available Matt, to watch. What we have to do our a segment of our new new favorite game show. Too much butter. Too much butter. All right, now Aviv's gonna eat an entire stick of butter with his camera on. And Aviv, Aviv, that was too much butter. This has been another edition <laughs> of Too Much Butter. Put some sound effect in there. I don't know. Uh, Just explosion. <laughs> so there you go. Too much butter. Uh, season fourteen, episode twelve, entitled "Criminal Hatred." <laughs> Reminder to our listeners. That all of the episodes are available to watch on Hulu and Peacock. We recommend. <laughs> we recommend. Pipe the butter. Recommend that you watch the episode before you hear us break it down. This is actually a good one. You should watch. It's going to be an interesting one to talk about as Eve recovers from his butter puke explosion that he's uh, fighting off right now. But in the grandest tradition that we have on this podcast, before we break down the episode, Eve, you're going to hit us with the 90 second recap of what happened to this week's episode. So, Aviv, we're going to put 90 seconds on the clock. Why don't you tell us what the fuck happened in this week's episode of SVU? Okay, you guys, Finn and Amara go to a gay bar together, and then they're like, this is for work, right? And everyone's like, yeah. Because they're looking for a fit male who's hitting on other men and, I guess, raping them. But we, so we see what's happening, right? Which is New York's hottest club is junk. <laughs> and this dude who like uh doesn't want to go on vacation with his wife and kids goes to junk and um picks up a guy guy picks him up they go back to a hotel they fuck and he is assaulted and raped and so why did they think that being in the gay bar was i don't know whatever so this so this guy he he comes in to the bar he picks up a twink that looks like a vampire and the guy is raped and he's like Tells his family he was mugged. He was downstairs mugged. And he doesn't want to tell anybody because his wife is homophobic and his job is homophobic. And he's like, but I get these urges. And it turns out that uh, this guy has another victim. This like vampire twink has another victim who uh, had a downstairs heart attack and <laughs> died in a Chelsea hotel. And they have to tell his wife, like, he died in a Chelsea hotel. Come on. Please get it. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about his gayness. It's fine. And so they go to the bar. They find out that this dude tried to pick up a third guy who got, like, kind of weirded out and said, no, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. And his name is Dirk, and he works at a strip club. So they go to the strip club, and they're like, Dirk's not his real name. Thank you. But his real name's Jeremy Jones. You know, the the original victim doesn't necessarily want to testify. He's like, oh, my vision's all fucking hazy because, like, I don't want people to know that I'm gay. And Amara's like, but did you kiss him? And everyone's like, Nick Amara, what the fuck are you doing? And Jeremy Jones's lawyer is Nia fucking Vardalis from My Big Fat Greek Wedding? 
who like says that she hands out her business card at the Halloween parade. And Jeremy's married to some other fucking dude. And they got, and so the cops get some information from this dude thinking that he's the, a boyfriend, but it turns out he's married and you can't arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. And so Barbara tries to like invalidate all gay marriage somehow. He's like, ah, when they got married, gay marriage wasn't recognized in the state of New York. So post hoc ergo propter hoc semper ubi sub ubi there you go clearly like that doesn't work and so barb is like okay what if we do a hate crime because he was targeting gay men doesn't matter if he's a gay man he's still targeting gay men so hate crime and olivia's like fucking great as long as i don't have to work great and so they put him on trial and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I did target gay men, but gay men that look straight because, like, how fucking dare they, right? And Nia Vardalos is like, aha! So he targeted a subgroup within the protected group, which it means it's not a hate crime. And Barbara's like, but that means it does a, is a hate crime. And Nia Vardalos is like, if I hate left-handed Jews, you don't know whether it's a hate crime. It's It could be a double hate crime. And the judge is like, I'll allow it. And so they have to, they, they like find him guilty of like, just like tying people up, which is, I don't know, whatever the fuck. And then Barb is like, well, I'm certainly fucked. Cops, do you want to try to like find evidence that he k- killed this guy? And you know what? The cops are like, fine. Shouldn't they have done this before? The tr- whatever. I- <laughs> fucking, wh- fucking whatever. But they discover that he stole a bracelet from the guy that he killed and gave it to his husband that said love you madly, which is what the dead guy used to tell his still alive wife and then the still alive wife and the and the murderer's husband like meet face to face and she's like, my, your husband raped my husband. Isn't that fucking weird to say? And he's like yeah, it is and then they arrest him for for murder and he freaks out and he's like i hate you you backstabbing bitch nia vardalos go get greek married again you bitch and then there's this like splash page of our detectives at the very end where they're all like he he sure hates everyone and they're like no he hates himself dick wolf it's it's truly incredible it's literally the first thing that the police do in terms of doing any sort of exercise, like any anything, anything at all in terms of like, hey, what if we tried anything in terms of investigating this and it no. works and it solves the case immediately? Like, why? Why? So, why, so, so the, the why did you have to go the route of trying to invalidate all gay marriage? Like, that's, it, that's doesn't that seem a bit like, I don't know. Winning the battle and losing the war, generally, Barba. But also losing both the battle and the war. Right, but as a turn, yeah, because if you don't win, then you're just the asshole who tried to invalidate all the, not the guy that actually did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tried and failed. This other poor fucking guy, he doesn't fucking know that his boyfriend's a murderer. He thinks his boyfriend is just like an American gigolo. Who's like fucking ladies, I guess. I'm sorry, husband. It's now just, now who invalidated all gay marriage? I God, Me. I I don't even. Okay, so the mo- the moment that he's like, "What if we poke a hole in his gay marriage?" I was like, "Why?" And I thought that this episode wasn't going to make me furious. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, okay. You know, there's a lot to talk about here. So we open non-rip from the headlines. Very important. Sure. Uh, we open with Finn, who is like dressed to the nines and is looking at a borrow and he's like, you look like fucking shit. I look yeah, you fucking can't, you awesome. Can't, 
can't be all musty at the gay bar. And Amaro's like, yeah, I'm fine. Clearly incredibly homophobic standing outside of this gay bar. And here's the kind of bummer about this. I mean, Amaro has not been the best character, but compared to the rest... Like, he's been he's better. He's actually been better until, until this episode. Until he meets, meets a gay guy. So so has Amaro encountered... Have we had like an Amaro gay episode? Because well, it about, feels like, the, like the this Charles, is kind of coming Charles out of nowhere. Charles episode, there were... I think a couple of the victims were actually gay. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they were talking about... Yeah, because he was fucking... Elliot Amaro Gould. wasn't wasn't homophobic then. Was he like, well, because it's pedophilia, it doesn't yeah. count. Because because he because in Amaro's head, all all gay people are pedophiles. It's it's interesting why they decided to have this turn. This He's episode, just like, I, all of a sudden, I don't like gay dudes. But okay, so they go into the gay bar and they're looking for a fit male hitting on other men. What, so the he- the what the hell? Enti- so basically, they rounded up the entirety of the gay bar. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you fit the description. And so uh, also Olivia and Ra- Amanda Rollins are like in a car kind of watching them because they're trying to like smoke out this dude that's raping people. But once again, like, what are you expecting to find? What? I, I don't know. Like, it- And they're also like the copiest cops that ever have copped like going in there. It's like, who the fuck? No. Like. Come on, man. You got to be kidding and, me. And the, the the club is called Junk. New York's hottest club is Junk. This club has everything. Nick Amaro, iced tea, a twink that looks like a vampire. Like, is, were they hoping, like, hey, let's just hope, like, like a, a vice cop, I guess? I just hope that someone comes and tries to pick us up and then we'll go. And then what's is your, the murderer. What's your plan here? You're going to go back to the hotel and it's like just when he's about to try to fucking rape you, you're like, aha, I'm a cop. Because otherwise he could just be a gay dude trying to pick you fucking up. Which is, by the way, nothing illegal about that. So, like, what? What? Well, if Nick Amaro has his druthers. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think they try to yada yada it by pointing that out. And I, I don't know if it's. Rollins or Olivia that says something to me. It's like, oh, we, they better just like trust their cop instincts. I'm like, if that's all you're going off of, no, 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 get them you're the hate fuck criming. out of there. No, 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 no. Cop instincts, hate criming. Everyone, everyone is guilty of everything because we said so. Cop instincts. So this, this, cops. So this is intercut with a dude who's like kissing his wife goodbye. He's got to work late. It's a Friday night. He's like, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. <laughs> And the mom's like, I don't like driving alone at night. And he's like, here's my eight-year-old son to keep you company with with lacrosse stick. Yeah, that'll do it. And then he goes to junk and starts talking to this dude who we eventually, eventually learn is named Jeremy. And he's like, you want to get out of here, Jeremy? And Jeremy's like, sure do. And then they go to a hotel. Yeah. And they're kissing. They're Where? touching. They have a bottle of boot did i didn't see did they bring it in they brought it with them okay yes. i missed that i was like this doesn't look like the kind of place that like gives you bottle service in the, or maybe it does I don't, maybe that's the move it, it, whatever this is he's like jeremy you have nice i don't know eye, eyes or whatever and jeremy's like i got n- uh, nice other parts too okay whatever guys have yeah. fun yeah and we do a, a tracking have fun sh- be safe we had a tracking shot of like looking at them as they start to make out and then it goes over to his phone which starts to ring and then it's the picture of his wife and kids and then it cut pans, to. pans back well pans back over it's not even a cut it just pans back over after it looks at the uh phone so it's a time jump which it I is thought was a time, kinda, it, is like it was a, a slick 
It is a slick time jump. Slick time jump. Because yeah. then you go over and he is gagged and bound to the. Fucking... I thought he was fucking dead, man. You did? He was moving. I did. I don't care. His eyes were open. I don't care. Oh, well, I think you were just hoping for that because you hate gays. That's true. I My next note is, I love gay episodes. I hope they call up Ken Randall. Which they don't. Real misopportunity. Which they don't. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to our theme. And we come back. Yes. And I ask the question, why would they have been able to find this guy just by sitting in the bar? But whatever. I, they, I think we already answered that. Like, they couldn't. In no way. Because they're, they're cops. And cops can't stop copping. How do they find this guy? So he, so he is in the hospital, right? And they're like, oh, there was a rear entry. Cragen is at 1PP, getting skinny on the guys at the gay bar with 1PP. And so they go to visit the victim. And, and there's like this throwaway line that's like, Cragen says, under no circumstances are you allowed to go see him. How convenient. But is it supposed to be that like housekeeping found him the next day or something? Yeah, so, oh, okay. someone found him. And he's in the hospital, so they go to talk to him, and his wife is in there, and she's like, did you find the man that mugged my husband? And he's like, um, honey, go read the credit card numbers that are not in this. Oh, before we go to the cops, we go back to the squad room, and we establish that there have been three other victims, and they have the pictures of them up, and they're a bunch of, like, kind of crusty old-looking white dudes that yeah. that are look very kind of the, you know, business, business, business kind of people uh, from the look of it. And I was like... Oh, okay. So we're establishing that there's been a pattern. There's some throwaway line about, you know, this guy's escalating. He's getting more violent. This is the MO. Yeah, yeah. With this the is not guy. the first time. Yeah. So it's so the, the reason I bring that up is because when they do then go to the hospital, when they get the word that this guy's awake, they establish in the previous scene that all of these guys are not cooperating because they don't want to be outed because they're in the closet. So Amaro knows this information, goes into the room, the wife is there, (laughs) knowing full well that the MO of this guy is to go with closeted people, his wife is there, he's got three fucking kids, and the wife's like, oh, the mugger, he also knows that his wallet was stolen. Mugger. And Amaro acts surprised, like, no, your husband was clearly getting fucked by some dude, you don't know that? It's like, dude, you're a detective, why are you not just like, yeah, the mugger? Like you're and, just and that's being what a, an asshole. That's what now. Olivia. That's that is what Olivia does, right? Right. She asks. She gets a bullshit thing where it's like, "Hey, can you get a list of the credit cards and shit from your house?" I guess. Like, how many credit cards do you have? That's like, oh yes, I keep the list of credit cards in that desk drawer that I have. It's like, I don't know. What, you're what you're what the one that keeps tr- keeps track of shit, man. Right, but I only have you know a couple credit cards. So Yeah, I have I have basically one credit card that the the number of which I have memorized. See, I had that with my old one that got fucking stolen online so I had to get a new one. Oh, I got to rememorize it. It's pain in the ass. Rememorize it. Um cool fun party trick. Yeah, so Liv basically dispatches the the wife with a bullshit task and then they start talking to the husband about like what really happened in terms of, but "Hey, you were fucking me- a dude." Meanwhile, last week they were like, "Don't make us tell your husband that you fucked Mike Provo." And this time they're like, we're going to be very sensitive about you cheating on your on your wife with this gay man. Which they are for like 10 minutes. And then they're like, yeah, never mind. Fuck you. And so he was like, he's like, oh, this is, you know, it's all, it's all hazy. I don't really remember. I, I you know, I, I went to this place and this, this thing happened. And Amara's like, play, people in places they're not supposed to be. Fucking what do you mean, man? Oh, and don't worry, we find out later when he confirms exactly, like, yes, he shouldn't have been at that gay bar. He should have been, been at that gay bar. 
Cause, with cause his wife. You should should have been in church. Where he yeah, Mara's like, he should have been with his wife because his wife was you know, wanted him to go on vacation on this fucking ski vacation or whatever. Um, so he breaks down and he's like, My firm is not gay friendly, my wife is not gay friendly. You know, I can't I can't lose my wife and kids of sixteen years. I mean the the wife being not gay friendly, that's you know, a bit more understandable and forgivable in the circumstance. The the firm In the circumstances, yes. I think I think, you know, your wife not being happy that you are gay because of personal implications is is understandable but like in general if your wife's like i don't like the gays not okay that's not okay in this instance for this guy that's okay (laughs) so so he's like you know i i whatever like I, i i can't come forward because it will ruin my life and so they're like oh now we have to do work they're like, but what if we don't, and we make Barba do the work? Yeah, 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 well, they yeah, do yeah, a, yeah. They do a little bit of work first because they they pull his credit card. They see that there's been a charge of a double bubbler, a double water bubbler, at a head shop in uh, New a, York. At so a, at a water pipe shop. So Finn and Rollins go in and this guy's like fuck you pigs i'm not saying anything yeah he's got like i don't have surveillance cameras i don't check id fuck you did you see what his shirt said i didn't see what it said it just saw the big pot leaf on it there's a pot leaf on it and underneath it said you better have glaucoma (laughs) and he immediately is like everything here is perfectly legal and i think rollins even says like you know he thinks the lady doth protest too much yeah right right but he's like oh yeah yeah so i remember selling you know, the cops, like, strong-arm him. They're like, we're going to just be here being cops, and everyone who comes in here is just going to, like, have to deal with us being cops. And he's like, fine, I'll fucking tell you who bought it. It was a dude, 5'11", blonde, Looked like a vampire. gay face. Yeah, gay face. And Finn was like, what the face. fuck does gay face mean? Honestly, he does kind of have a gay face. <laughs> and the best part about it, I think, is, like, when you have the one clearly coded as stoner guy walks in and then Rollins just kind of turns and displays her badge sitting and gets her, the thing. Yeah, shows her badge. He just immediately kind of looks and is just like, nope, don't want that smoke, walks out. Yep. Bye, have a good one. Yep. Um, and now, and so, it's legal in New York. My how ties have it? changed. So it's almost, marriage. It's almost as if it was all very stupid to begin with to not allow... Stupid and racist. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, they get the the head shop owner to come down to the station to sit with the sketch artist. So then they now yes. have a, a an incredibly accurate, photorealistic sketch. More vampire-y than than in real life, slightly. <laughs> if it's possible, yes. So they go to, they go back to the bar, or the, and they ask the bartender if they've seen oh, this. this man. Have you seen this man? I love. The, okay, did you catch the line? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I love this bartender. Not just because he has the line. We'll get to that in a second. But his attitude where Lay was just like, oh, whatever happened to same sex? He's like, what are you talking about, honey? So last century. Safe sex is last like, century. He has so much sass, and I fucking love it. And Aviv, would you like to Hell do yeah. the honors of the line? Sure. Okay. Why, thank you. He has so a great he, line. They, they, they say like, okay, so this is what happened. He picked up a guy that like looked straight. Was like, you know, passing a straight. And the dude's like, and I quote, we don't get the Bucks County antiquing crowd around here. Which, when it happened, I was just like, Chef's hey! Kiss. 
Chef's fucking kiss. Um, and, and so, for listeners, that is the county in which that's where grew we grew up. up. Yeah, that's where we grew up. Um, so there's this guy who gets kind of spooked. He's in the bar. He gets kind of spooked by this and runs out. And they follow him. And they're like, "You look straight. You have a wife, right? You're going back to your wife, you fucking gay wife, dude. And you, you have your fucking wife." He's, and he's like, "Yo, I didn't fucking want to talk to you. Go away." He literally is like, "Dude, like, I just, I'm just trying to fucking go home, man." And Amaro is just like, "You're involved now. I'm like, that's not you, cool." You he has a fucking wife, you fucking gay guy with a wife. Yeah. So they fucking bully this poor guy to be like, I don't know. He wanted to take me to a hotel. I saw they went. In that general direction. And With another guy going to the hotel. Yeah. And they're like, well, I, mean, I always hate that. With like, they went that way. It's like, but you don't know that that's the way. They could have turned this, around. You don't there know. Is, there is a throwaway line where Liv's like, oh, there are a bunch of new hotels in that area or whatever. I, so uh, they go to, they go to the, Rick, Rick's, the Rickson Hotel. And once again, another throwaway line where Olivia's like, oh, Finn and... Um, Finn and whoever Finn's with didn't have any luck at X Hotel or Y Hotel. So let's see. This guy, there's this guy that was reported to have come in by himself without luggage to rent a room. So maybe it's this guy in room 374. They knock on the door. Olivia's like, housekeeping. And no one answers. So they open the door and the dude is dead well the dude's the dude's fa- face down on the bed with like a tie around his neck and they're like get a bus and olivia just like pokes him and she's like he's gone call a hearse call a hearse also that guy wasn't alone i mean why would he check in alone if he was bringing his fuck well because he doesn't he doesn't with the fuck date i think like like hung out in the parking lot because he didn't want anyone this, to know what does this hotel guy fucking give a shit about like why is he hiding he doesn't know this guy words not gonna get back unless his wife works at the fucking hotel or something like that in but which even case then, why go to that hotel i mean that's the better question but like why the extra okay i i i get if you're being closeted <laughs> For, like, your family, but, like, with random-ass people in the world that you're never... It's fucking you anonymous New York, You gotta keep up York, the illusion, man. man. This is the trick. I guess. Okay. Fuck me. What do I know? But, yeah, so this guy's dead. Uh, they said he died tragedy. of a heart attack. So so the, the wife, the, the widow comes into SVU. They're like, um, they said my husband died of a heart attack, but there were other complications. There were conditions. Yeah, conditions. And and they're like, uh, yeah, why don't you have a seat? And she's like, he died in a hotel in Chelsea. And she's like, what does that mean? Like, come on. In Chelsea. Just get it. Get it. Don't you get it? Just get it. And she's like, come on. Oh, you mean his gayness. And they're like, you knew? (laughs) You knew about the gayness and the anus? And she's like, yes, because technically, if he's fucking a dude, it's not cheating. Uh, amen, brother. Hey, man. And Amaro, the look on his face, he is absolutely <laughs> mortified at the idea that there could be any sort of a a different marriage. Or people she even are- says, like, everyone's, every marriage is different, and Amaro's like, not mine. She's like, and he, he just he can't take the concept of this at all. It makes his blood boil, and I'm like, where is any of this fucking coming from? That's we, we, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've exactly. already touted his Catholicness in previous episodes, and he's encountered gay people. 
and he doesn't have this disdain for them. So why? I, I just I don't. His, it feels his marriage is on the rocks. I would believe it from from Sabler, honestly. I actually I have a note in here. I was like, can you imagine in the opening scene? I was like, can you imagine if Stabler had to go into this gay bar like tr- and tr- pretend to be gay? And and for whatever reason, of course, like he would just do so well. It's like people yeah. would be throw, throwing themselves at him. He's like, you know, like the, the man in uniform look because he so yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. looks like both a cop and a Marine. He would just clean up in certain circles and he'd hey, be Daddy. like, it would be a real numbers, my gift, my curse moment. <laughs> my, gay, gay. Um, okay, so the, 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 holy shit. So uh, the, the, the widow is played by Jenny Bacon, who you you know this is like basically uh, she's like done a lot of co-stars in in um in tv shows law and order criminal intent special victims unit chicago med blue bloods like all kinds of stuff right bull um and she's like she's going for the emmy she's like this is my this is my fucking chance I'm gonna fucking kill this. I mean, and she's just I, like I respect not it. blinking and being like, "All marriages are different." Detective, hey, good for her. She's got a she's got a spotlight. Take your time. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, I agree. But uh, so they go to. How do they find out his name is Dirk? I don't know how they go to the strip club. They get to the strip club, and that's where they find him at fucking at the strip club. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? It's because the. Someone says that they saw him before at Hunk Night, at some sure they talk they talk to some other guy right I from from the gay bar. They yeah. say his name's Dirk, and he was at Hunk Night at the strip club that just like has one night. It's like mostly just like a, a ladies strip club, and then one night a week they're like let the let the gays and the girlies come in. Okay, this is incredible. I love the manager or the proprietor whoever he is at yeah. the strip club this guy is playing Just like the sleaziest eating. new york guy ever and i love it so much he is getting the pigs in a blanket it appears the pigs to be in a blanket really a, fucking make it out of a chafing dish at the strip club and it's half empty which means oh boy like the strip club <laughs> ah, buffet but it's also half full it's also true and they're questioning him, like, okay, who is this guy? They've got the fucking, the sketch, and they're like, oh, his name's not actually Dirk. It's whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Thank you, sir. And he, Rollins is like, what, the, you, you bring dudes in here? And the guy's like, hey. The, and she even calls out, it's like, oh, how progressive of you. He's like, hey, man, it's good business. I would fucking have naked dog shows if dogs had money and they weren't already naked. And good I job, just, you buddy. I almost stood up and applauded because I was like, I love this guy so fucking much. Well, no, because like he knows the game and the fact yeah, yeah, that yeah, he, yeah, yeah. and then he slips the joke in. If dogs had money, which is a funny enough joke naked. as it is, comma, and they weren't already naked. I'm just Classic. like this really guy is bebop. He's going for the fucking Emmy and he doesn't even know it. I love this guy. I hope he comes back later. And Finn, by so the way, does. seemingly should know this guy. Because yeah, one, of he his knows one of the strippers does. Yeah, so so this guy, his He's name is Wa- in 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 real life. His name is Was Stevens, and you might recognize him from The Wrestler, which is a movie I really like. Um, and 
a bunch just a bunch of other movies and shows but he is in fact he's on, he's in patty cakes he plays a cop i like that movie too he's in taken this tv series i have a particular set of skills each week Wait, they made a series i guess so how do you make a series out of that uh so tv series you know i'm sorry i asked never mind just keep going thousand points of light <laughs> clive stand-in is the uh, Liam Neeson role. His li- his name is literally Standin. <laughs> okay. Hey. Sure. Um, and so, anyway. Um, and he is... So this guy comes back in 2022 in three episodes of Organized Crime where he plays Dominic Russo. I feel like that's the way Dominic Russo talks. But yeah. Uh, On that show? Absolutely. So his, so his real name is Jeremy Jones. And um, he stopped showing up to work, so like he fired him, right? And then this is when Ingrid, the dancer at this club, sees Finn and is like, "Finn, been been forever." And Finn's like, "Yeah, baby, I miss you too." And he to Rollins, he's like, "You know, I met her when I was undercover," and she's like, "Your undercover name was Detective Finn Tutuola." That was fucking fantastic. Here's the thing, I that's this is a great pairing. Fucking yeah, that's, yeah, Finn yeah, and yeah, Rollins. Yeah. They've got really good kind American of banter. Chemistry. That should yeah. be that should be the thing. I agree. And so now that we know his name, we have his address. They like they like burst into this guy's house. He is smoking the double water pipe with his what we find out eventually is his husband. They they arrest him and he's like in the interrogation room and he's like, How come we don't see gay cops? He's like, I see gay cops. Well, they're usually much burlier. And they're like, are you going to fucking talk to us? He's like, let's start with a lawyer. And because he, he chats, he prattles on for a minute. And I, Cassie yeah. said something. And I was like, the smart thing would be to just fucking ask for a lawyer. What what are you doing here, sir? You know what you did. Why are you like. Right, right. You know you're guilty as hell. I'm going to be this like weird, like, hmm, detectives. Why don't you ever see any gay policemen? Honestly, hmm. and that's like, that's like part of this weird, like, effeminate stereo- serial killer stereotype. Like the Buffalo Bills and the, you know, half of the James Bond villains. Like, they think that they are going to outsmart the cops and continue their killing spree. And like, they're all like super effeminate. So he's like doing that, which like doesn't really make sense in this context well, but, like, right, but like that's his that's his vibe but at the same time if fucking buffalo bill said like was she a great big fat person like it yeah. wouldn't really hit it's only because ted levine sounds like ted levine so to a yeah yeah, yeah. The but two, i th- but i but no but i think that it's like uh the the, t- the ted levine doing that is the grandparent of this guy doing this in that room and like it not working that well sure okay the 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 progenitor of whatever <laughs> his fucking deal is so would you fuck me i'd fuck me yes yeah, fu- right I mean, like, like you could hear now we're just doing an all of buffalo bills we could we could we could hear all of buffalo bills lines coming out of this guy right so anyway uh it rubs the lotion on its skin or it else it gets the hose again you bitch and so they they go to talk to barba and they're like okay barba how do we do this and barba's like lock me in a room give me an hour with him in a hotel room we'll be all good i'll just out sex him you th- oh. he, he thinks that he'll sex someone to death i'll sex him to death even harder he doesn't even know don't even no i don't even need backup just 
let me have a night off. Just give me a Gatorade. It's going to be like that scene in the fucking Dark Knight where he brings Lau back from Hong Kong and just puts him on the courtroom steps. Yeah, with a belt around his neck. <laughs> so, uh, it'll so, say uh, to, <laughs> to Barba, he'll do, it'll address it to himself. I, I can tell squealers, and this guy's a squealer. Ooh. And Barba's like, that's what I'm counting on. Get my good belt. The get, Italian get, leather one. Get me my good belt. So, um, th- this this guy who's like not doesn't doesn't want to testify. This like super straight guy. His name is Charles Murphy because of course it is. He identifies <laughs> Jeremy out of the lineup, and Jeremy's lawyer Nia Vardalos is like lineups are prejudicial, and she like seems like she's a horrible lawyer. She seems like she's really really bad. And I think it's just, you know, spoilers, it's like a rope-a-dope that she's, like, actually a very good lawyer. Right, but, which there's something that's brought up that is actually not accurate. So, Dick, whenever you say, like, you've never been called on it, and I don't know if this is a recent thing that's happened since this episode was made. I think you said for, for original recipe, but yeah, sure. Still. Um, sure. But they they call out the fact, or she calls out the fact that it was basically, it was already said that the perpetrator of the crime was in the lineup whenever they had said that. Mm-hmm. Which which is pr- prejudicial yes. to someone picking the whatever. Which technically they're supposed to say during a lineup that the person basically may or may not be in there because honestly, if you're yeah. at a lineup and since no one's been proven guilty, they don't know either. So by yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that, that actually is prejudicial. And Barb was just like, yeah, the Supreme Court decided that 100 years ago. I'm like, that they didn't know. Or if they did, yeah, I they think did he's against just what, what just, just happened. It's just lo- so it's it's also very easy to like say that we've never been called out on a legal inconsistency when you can just say, well, Barbara's lying. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could yada yada it that way, but it's like. Right, like like where when when Finn later on brings the husband in and is like, the husband's like, you said you'd arrest me. He's like, I misspoke. Well, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I don't know. That, that sat with me because I, I was just like, no, no, no. That's actually. Barbara, that's she's, she's right. She's a hundred percent correct. And actually, she, you shouldn't just take his word for it. It's an adversarial system. You should be like, cool. I'll see you in fucking court. I'll see you in chambers to argue this. You're actually kind of a bad lawyer for not doing that. <laughs> he he just talks fast and is sexy. He belongs on Ally McBeal. <laughs> So, but okay, uh, sorry, the, that's the, the dude. No, 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 I'm you're getting right. wrapped the around d- the axle on something. Which, like, no, 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 wait a second. Charles Murphy says that he doesn't want to testify. He like maybe didn't see his face that well. Oh God! This... And Amara's like, did you kiss him? Because if you kissed him, you saw his face. You're lucky you're alive at all. Is is he homophobic? Uh, yes. And also, B. Amaro, how do you kiss? Do you kiss with your eyes open? Because that's you seem like a weirdo that does. Now, granted, oh, yeah. in the lead up to that's, that's, your eyes are open. That's why However, his wife cheated on him and left him. It's just like he he kisses eyes wide open, just a thousand yard stare through the other person. Just do you ever you ever kiss someone who kept their eyes open? It's, how, it's weird. How would I know? Well, because because you can feel it. You can. <laughs> can feel their fucking eyes on you. Kano just. Tss, tss, man. So Jeremy's like, that eh, wasn't me. And they go to talk to, they're going to go squeeze the boyfriend, right? So they bring the boyfriend in and uh, his his name in the show is Mason, but it's played by 
Andres Quintero. And so they, yes. they bring Mason in and he and they're like, So um what what is the deal with Jeremy? He's like, ah, Jeremy sleeps with women and he they give him gifts and like I'm chill with it, it's fine. And he like gives the gifts to me. And I'm like for like a split second, I'm like, is someone following Jeremy and like he's not the killer? And then I'm like, no, wait, Charles Murphy says like that's the guy that assaulted me. So whatever. And so Nier Vardell is like kicks down the the door and is like, I'm his lawyer too. And they're not boyfriend girl, they're not boyfriend, boyfriend. They're fucking married. And you can't arrest a husband and husband for the same crime. <laughs> Yeah, because they they kind of shatter this marriage. Whatever they're like, you realize this is the guy he was fucking that night. So like he's been lying to you, and yeah, he's just whatever. about to break. Whatever she busts in the door and is like, "Aha! Don't say anything more, coppers." Because <laughs> shut the fuck up. So they the next is a walk and talk outside the court with uh, yes. Barba and Liv and Amaro, and they're this Barba's shit is wild. Barba's running through everything, being like, uh, "What if we do this? What if we do that?" And Liv and Amaro are both like. None of no, like none of that is gonna work. Like they're married. Like we can't fucking do that. And he's like, "But what if we invalidated all of gay marriage?" And Amaro's like, "I'm on your side, Barb." But Liv is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What?" What? She said, "Would you examine a straight couple like this?" And he's like, "Hey, man, if I thought he was guilty of murder, I would. I would interview the priest." Yeah, man, that was like three episodes ago. Yeah, the fact that Barbara is a guy that doesn't like to lose and like is willing to be creative and stuff. I and this I, is this is wild. And man. again, his sexual energy and magnetism cannot be. It is it is not in dispute. We sure. still love Barbara. He might be a terrible person though, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah. Doesn't, I think everybody on the show is a terrible person. Well, sure, but like I had hope for Barbara because we've only seen him in like four episodes, and he's sure, been really yeah. hot and smoldering, <laughs> sexy in all of them, and then yeah, he does so it's this been shit. Distracting. So it's like so. So the 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 vibe. What they figure out is when they got married in P Town, which is in Massachusetts, gay marriage wasn't recognized in the state of New York. So, er, ergo. Their marriage be. is invalid, and you can't. There's no spousal privilege, and that's like, the argument. And literally, I don't we know, get to the man. we're at the motion hearing, and fucking uh, Greek wedding lady is like, "Okay, I'm ready for my opening statement." His argument is bullshit. It like sits down. And yeah, yeah. Like, Barbara like, has uh, this look like. I mean, okay, if that's it, like, and the judge is like even like Joe Pesci <laughs> in in my cousin Vinny. Well, yeah. whatever. That that guy's full of shit. <laughs> And the judge is like, I'm going to give you an opportunity to actually make an argument here. She's like, And then no she thanks. does. Well, no, she does eventually. And then Barbara goes yeah, on this yeah, whole yeah. thing. And the judge is and like, yeah, Barbara, that's you, fucked up, man. Like, get the fuck out of here. And so it's at this point, I'm like, cops, why don't you just, like, find more evidence? Because Barbara's like, I don't have enough evidence to try him for murder. So we can only try him for three rapes and, and imprisonment. And I'm like, that is a good start, you know. Like, but he says it in such a way. He's like, "Yeah, but the jurors are going to believe that these gay men can't keep in their pants anyway. Gonna no one's going to rape yeah. anyone in the gay community. It's all just like, well, I didn't have plan on having sex right then, but okay, no, I, I guess can, I am. I can live with it. But like, but like, it's at this point where I'm like, can't you just find more evidence? You literally stop trying immediately, like, to find any evidence that this happened. Like a murder occurred. Like, did you like like hair follicles?" 
DNA. They're like, I used a condom. I don't know. He's got really luscious hair. I'm sure he fucking dropped a hair follicle somewhere. I mean, I think the show does try to, not successfully in my mind, but like does try to yada yada by, again, pointing out this horrifying thing where it's just like, yeah, but the jury's just going to be like, even if there's a bunch of hair and blood, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just yeah, a bunch yeah. of fucking incredibly so what is, wild so what is the gay point? sex that's, so that caused like, all why of that. Even, why even bother? So, so then, like, try him for, like, manslaughter, right? Like, like, like involuntary manslaughter. Just, like, get him, get him for something. But get the evidence. Right. But I think the... The way that they are trying to maneuver around that is by saying any evidence that they would find, because they had, they, you're right, there has to be blood. Okay, fine. They don't have semen. Well, he concedes that he had sex with them, so there would be jizz all over that place anyway. Something, yeah. And the other people are, it's a he said, she said, as they, or in this case, a he said, Not, he said. Uh, only thing worse than a he said, she said is a he said, he said. Right. How is that worse? How is that worse, Finn? Finn, I know. Fo- follow the logic of that. How is that worse? Is it because women shouldn't be trusted? Is it because men shouldn't be trusted? What are you saying? He doesn't know, and the show doesn't either. But like, I think that's the way they try to because everything you're saying, they have the magical shield of like, well, but the everyone yeah, knows that matter. the gays yeah. and all of this exactly. will prove nothing because he's just going to say we were having some wild gay sex and everyone's going to be weirded what, out about it because gay then sex. Why then? Fucking why would the husband's testimony make any difference anyway because they could show that this oh so they could basically grill the husband i'm guessing could (laughs) grill the husband on uh the fact that he got this watch that same night he acted this way whenever he got home oh and also the fact that he said that they are pretty they are pretty close to like the watch thing just turns into like the bracelet thing right and the the other thing is i think it's supposed to show like whatever the 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 vampire guy would fucking say jeremy that everything was whatever he wouldn't be trustworthy because he lied to his husband about what he was doing so he's a liar so it makes it easier to prove the case, I guess it's a stretch. Instead of doing any of that, they're like, "Okay, well, if if men were asking for it, let's try to drum up some female victims of murder because he's got a, you know, he's he's oh no, a, specifically of robbery of robbery. Because now they're Why like they're robbery? dropping because they're dropping the murder charge because they can't get so, him. So they're like, let's so get him for stupid. robbery, I guess. And so they go back to the strip club and they talk to this guy Was Stevens, and he's like. Yeah, yeah, he had no interest in women. One time, there was, like, a woman waiting outside of the club, and she basically, like, begged him to come home with her, and she left her purse on the ca- on the curb when she got in her cab, and he just, like, turned it into the bar. He's as gay as a herd of unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, this happens at a bar where Barbara is just eating by himself with, like, a gigantic no, 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 tumbler no, no. of scotch. No, hang well, on. Well, we go Olivia, to that. Okay. Olivia takes this information, information to, to a him. bar where he is he is eating a giant th- so he's he's eating and drinking a giant tumbler of scotch did you clock what he was eating no i, it, I thought it was like a steak like or a, something it looks it looks like a lox platter it looks like smoked salmon okay slight <laughs> number 1 against the juice <laughs> And so Liv delivers the information of like, yeah, he there are no female victims, and he's like, aha, excellent. He tells her to smile, which don't don't tell me to smile. Well, he says, um, sit, drink, smile. Barba, look, what you got the sexual magnetism? I understand shooting your shot. And here's the thing: 
Barba and Liv? You can yeah, do people, worse. Peep, yeah, people, uh, people are, are, are shipping them, as they say. Uh, I can see it. Again. He's got, oh wait, let's try this one. He's got the Riz. What? Oh, you don't know about this one? No. This is the new Gen Z slang. Oh, this was bandied gonna about riz, at Thanksgiving, riz you up. but I do I I caught none of it because I was cooking. But it was happening because uh, Cassie's one of Cassie's brothers is a teacher and was discussing oh, yeah. the latest slang, and I I was on the outside of that conversation. So very easy. Riz is short for charisma, and then you you verbify it, and so you say, if I'm gonna flirt with you, like like Barbara is doing at, with Olivia in the bar, I'm gonna riz you up. So you can have Riz, like charisma, but you can also Riz someone up. Gotcha. Okay. Which is not the way you use the word charisma, but... Y- no, it's yada, it's yada. not at all, but I it's the meaning is understood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he basically says, like, what I will do, he just proved that he only goes after gay men, which is technically a hate crime. It lives like... <laughs> so you weren't satisfied uh... with trying to destroy all of gay marriage and the rights of gay men, but you now are willing to go to the level of saying this guy is committing mm-hmm. hate crimes against his own yep. because he it's is in fact, not- which also this argument doesn't make any fucking sense no, anyway. Zero. Zero. Sense. It's not what homie, it's not what homophobia does to you. It's what homophobia can do for you. I mean, I feel like this is a, and I do give Barbara this. It does seem like a Reuter, well, technically, the way that it is written, this fits, even though it is absolutely not the spirit of the law no, whatsoever and to the, judge, the letter. The judge, the judge entertains it for like just a second. But so, okay, he's like, he's going after gays because he hates gays. First of all, like provably not true. He's going after gays because they're vul- he sees them as vulnerable, but whatever. And so... Oh, yeah, and specifically the ones that are in the closet because he knows that they won't come forward to right. testify against him so he can just fucking get away with it. And so there, Neovardalis is like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? He is gay. And Barbara's like, there have been Jews that sympathize with the Nazis. Cool. Fun. It's number two slide against the Jews. Are we counting the locks as the first one? Yes. But we don't know if it was locks. For dinner with a fork? Okay. One and a half. And hey, then he's man. like, there, there are I black bre- people who, <laughs> who hate black people. Like that Joe Arpaio in Arizona. Not black. Joe Arpaio isn't black? Joe Arpaio is... Who am I thinking of? I don't know, but Joe Arpaio is the sheriff of Maricopa County that was... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, not, no, not, no. Him, not him. Not him. Convicted federally of violating people's civil rights and pardoned under Trump. There's a dude... I just Googled black racist Fox, Fox News. <laughs> Good. Too weirdly, too many, too many responses came up. There's this dude who is... Is like he is also like a sheriff. This isn't. Oh, Jeff, here it is. David, oh. David Clark. David Clark. Okay. He's leave the he's, Joe Arpaio in though because I must. Oh yeah. The listeners I'm must hear stupid. this. But do you know? Do you know David Clark? No. He's but like, I, he's everything like a, you've just a, said, I kind of got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go fuck myself. Turns out that guy's name is not Joe Arpaio. A Joe Arpaio esque figure, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but black. But black. Um, I'm I'm texting you a picture of this guy. Uh, because because okay. when you told me he wasn't black, I was like, maybe he isn't. Turns out, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, and her. So basically, Greek Greek lady is just like, hey, 
I don't know. What am I thinking that I want to fucking gut a gut fucking Barba and hang him from a tree right now? Or am I thinking of sunshine and puppy dogs? You'll never know. So therefore, you shouldn't Thought fucking. Crimes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, she's not wrong. She's absolutely but, not wrong. I don't know. Barba like objects. Whatever. It's a stain. She's like, For, forgive me, Your Honor. Where was my mind? I'm like Bazinga. She starts playing the fucking pixies. <laughs> yeah, right. So the, now we have like a like a montage of all of the straight dudes that no, are the, like the, the gay dudes. So, sorry, the straight looking dudes that are gay. The victims. How about we just call them the rape victims? Because you know they're rape victims. Nah. Why are you defining them? A incorrectly, and then B, all the victims. Yeah, again, uh, there's keep like that in there too. <laughs> a mo- a montage of of all of the victims, like telling the stories, and like the dude, the main dude, Chris Johnson or whatever the fuck his name is. His wife is sitting there. Chris Charles Murphy, <laughs> wrong on both occasions. His wife is sitting there. I'm like, why? But why bring your wife to this? Was it that they drove together? Was it like that? You're not getting away with this one, motherfucker. I'm driving. Yeah, right. I'm taking I'm, my I'm, car behind you. I'm watching this deposition. Um, well, okay. So it also kind of implies that did she not know? Because in the scene that happens afterwards. Until she walked in, did she not know? Did he literally not say anything? Because look, I. Because when she was there, I was like, oh, she must be there to support him because this is nope, a difficult time. Certainly not. Instead, this asshole who's on the stand is like, I'm going to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to go on the stand and talk about she, everything that happened. There's a bailiff there, so if she tries to attack me, he'll at least protect me. And he's like, I'm just going to start like kind of lightly testifying just to see how she reacts. And then if she seems cool with it, I'll tell everyone what actually happened. Like... What the fuck is the logic here? What are you doing, sir? Just say you have to. You got fuck. You're. You have to you go to a tra- deposition for fucking work. Traffic court, man. Traffic Whatever. court. You got a fucking ticket. Literally anything. If she does not you, already you know keep, what's happening, you keep living that lie, my dude. It's fine. You did it for sixteen years. What's another couple of months? So w- at one point, one of the victims is like, oh, he called me names. And I'm like, what name did he call you? And then he uses the F slur. And I'm like, yeah. there it is. Yeah. But that should be that should be the smoking gun, right? Is that he used the the uh, a derogatory term for gay people to while he was raping this this guy, right? Sm- there you go. Barbara should win this case is what we're thinking, right? Or is what right. the show wants us to think. It's derogatory drift. Though, because I was just yeah. watching the birdcage the other day, and I was like, "They that word is bandied about by the very people it is meant yeah, to describe." Yeah, it's their word. They can they can say it. it's fine. I mean, not not so much Robin Williams, right? But, but by same. your right, right, right. But by your logic, the fact that this guy who right. is supposed to be gay using that word would therefore then also be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why True. would that be a smoking gun? I think the show wants us to think it's a smoking gun. Right, but you're uh, you're co-siding what the show is no not not necessarily because i think ultimately that this argument is is very silly oh it's well yeah it's 100 percent fucking silly like this whole this whole it's a kangaroo court from from t to b on this one (laughs) from 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 nose to taint yeah from fucking tip to tail on this one so they, they put they put jeremy on the stand and he's like Listen, I didn't rape any any of these guys, and it's like really sad that these guys would be so closeted that they would lie about me attacking them and raping them because they want to like keep up their 
closetedness, which like they're not keeping up their closetedness. They're saying that they willingly went to this hotel with, room with you to have sex and then and then you raped them and assaulted them and like murdered one of them. So like what is your argument, Jeremy? Well, it's because they are not out to everyone else is his argument. But they just came out to everyone else testifying. Sure. But that's also they were under they were under subpoena to do so though. So but 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 like like follow the follow the fucking logic. Like if they're gonna sue him for assault well, he's he's not being sued civilly. He's I guess, being I guess right charged. Right. So, so they criminally. just like have, have to be there. Okay, fine. So he says I enjoy sex. It makes me feel alive. And Barbara's like, Jeremy, do you hate the gays? He's like, No, I love gays. Do you do you do you fuck your husband hard and fast like you fuck these other men? And he's like, No, I'm sensitive with my husband. And he's like. So why why about these guys hard and fast and why what what are you taking out on them the way the barber says hard and fast gets me going and Barba is doing like a he's doing like a seductive like walk up to the fucking box at this point though as he's doing he it he goes in the box he I don't does. think he's allowed to do that well I think he goes like right up to the the fucking he's like he's like playing like the force field game where it's like I'm not, oh no I'm not touching you I'm not touching yeah, you. yeah he's like oh no I lost but he so he says. That he resents these dudes trying to look straight. It's sad that they can't be who they really are, which is a gay people, and that they live this lie. And Barbara's like, wouldn't it be easier for you to live a lie? Don't you want to, don't like, wouldn't it be, you know, convenient for you to be able to look straight? And he's like, no, because I don't want to lie about who I am, blah, blah, blah. I'm, and he starts screaming, I'm just as much of a man as they are, more even gay vampire James Vanderbeek. And so, and then Barbara throws this thing away where he's like, well, these guys are all like really successful. What does that say about you? I'm like, what does one have to do with the other? That's, I, I think he's just trying think, to break him. Yeah, I think so. And the guy takes the bait like a fucking idiot. Right. So Nia Vardalis is like, ha ha, double reverse Uno smoking gun. He admits that he targeted gay people that look and pass for straight, not just any gay people. So he... Even though it was kind of a hate crime, he was discerning in his hate crime, which makes it not a hate crime. Because if I hate Jews, that's not okay. But if I hate left-handed Jews, that's apparently okay. What? I. And even Barbara's like, that's a distinction without a difference? And the judge is like, <laughs> look, you know, myself being a black woman and you being a white man... Barbara, please, I've I've entertained shut the fuck up. I've entertained this long enough, and her argument has enough weight that I could be like, "Hey, man, even if they convict this guy on the facts, as a matter of law, she's absolutely right." Technically, the same way that you contorted your argument into this to fuck it. She was like, "I would never like to see anyone pervert the hate crime statutes, <laughs> you know, Barba." Yeah. And that could look. Really, she like shakes Barba down in the fucking chambers. It's like it would be sure would be a shame if this verdict was set aside and looking bad for you. And he's like, God damn it, she's absolutely right. So, but I like, I want to know why, like, everyone just decides to beat up on the Jews in this episode for some reason. And uh, I look to the writer, Ed Zuckerman, and the director, Adam Bernstein. So, thanks a lot, guys. 
What are you doing? Well, you know, Aviv, there have been uh, some self-hating Jews in the Nazi party. Oh, my God. These, and, these motherfuckers. And writers and directors in Hollywood who also apparently hate the Jews. Oh, what's hate that? Them, hate themselves. So, okay. Oh, it's a comment. It's a commentary. Oh. oh. Is it? What are, you, what are you saying? Anyway, so... Uh, Mrs. Charles Murphy storms out of the courtroom and Charles Murphy is like, hey man, like, we good? And she's like, no, we're not good. This is, like, you've been lying to me for 16 years. Our 12-year-old son's friends are, are bullying him. First of all, how did your son's friends find out about me being gay? Well, I mean, he had to testify in court. I kind of feel like... Do you think that the kids, the 12-year-olds were there? No, but I'm sure the parents of the kids know about this, you know, how this shit goes, I man. I don't know. But this is, I don't know. This is all because the cops can't do their fucking jobs. Well, yeah. And, and, and Charles Murphy even says so. He tells the cops, maybe you should have done your fucking jobs before you went to trial, you fucking morons. Because they want to get him to testify again, but like for something else, maybe. And he's right. like, so, no, do your fucking jobs. Because once Barbara is basically told, like, I'm going to set aside this verdict because you don't have it. He's like, he okay, drops the tra- he charges. drops a bunch of charges and it's just like un- unlawful imprisonment, which like, that's all. That's what they got. That's what they got OJ on. It's true. But he served like 15. <laughs> Barbara's like, he might get a year. I'm like, why did OJ get 15 then? Well, because he killed those two people. Well, I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying, as a matter of law, Aviv. Yeah, they, they, they threw the book at him. So, but the funniest moment in the episode is after Charles yells, Then why don't hey. you get him for fucking murder? Yeah, after that happens, Barbara's like, hey, why don't we get him for murder? Like, why don't you do your fucking jobs, cops? And the cops are like, it's hard. It's like Barbara just like realized, like, oh, fuck, that's right, like, I don't have to do this all on my own. There's a whole other... You, you don't squeeze the spinach and then cream comes out. Fuck! I've been, uh, I've been listen, missing out. I'm just going to assume listeners to, to our bonus episode will get that. And if they don't, draw your own conclusions. Yeah. And so they say, okay, the husband mentioned that he like would give gifts or whatever. So like maybe let's see if the wife, the widow who said that she knew about her husband's gayness, she said, oh, our, our anniversary's tomorrow. What if the dead guy bought something for his wife for his anniversary and it was in the hotel room with him and then it, it wasn't when we searched the hotel room, so Jeremy took it and, like, what if that's a thing? And they're like, great, let's give it a shot. And that's exactly what happens, right? They yeah. find out that this woman, like, like he, he had bought, they, they, they dragged the guy's, credit cards they see that he bought some kind of fucking engraved bracelet it wasn't found in the room and then they they bring the husband in mason and he's like uh he gave me a fucking bracelet and it's like uh did it say love you madly on it because uh that ain't yours bitch yeah and that's when the husband then i guess well, first he, he tries to leave oh yeah he confirms right he's just like i'm gonna leave and they force him in the chair, and they're like, not yet. I don't think you're allowed to fucking do that. You certainly aren't, unless you're going to Mirandize him. You are absolutely not. So they, even they this even, would I be thrown out. I mentioned this earlier, too, that he shows up 
Finn like drags Under him false in. False pretenses, yeah, because Finn says he's gonna arrest him if he doesn't come in, and then Finn's just like, "Oops, never mind." Ooh, I didn't say that. Goodbye. Good luck. Good no proof. Yeah, it's not writing. Body, cam- body cameras. So the next scene is we are in court, and Barba is there to argue the bail hearing of this guy on the like unlawful imprisonment. I guess I think Barbara knows what's up though. Well, because he's waiting for the the thing to come in. So then yeah. it's Liv and Finn that come in. They nod to Barbara like. We got we him. We got him. Uh, the guy drops the banner. Yeah, the guy gets a five thousand dollar bail because he's not going to be a flight risk because it's a, a a lesser crime, and he's going to go. And then they just arrest him for murder right there because they have the, he fucking loses it. Yeah, they have the bracelet with the blood and his prints on it. So they got him, and he freaks out at his fucking husband, being like, "You son of a bitch!" And then his lawyer, <laughs> "You bitch." Who also did a fantastic job for you, sir. She got yeah, your yeah, murder yeah. She... beef, or whatever it was, your hate crime beef, dropped Thrown down to out. a $5,000 bail because you tied a dude up while you were having sex. Like, congratulations, sir. You you should be heel-clicking he on like, the way out the court. Weirdly, he like accuses her of siding with the husband because she also represents the husband. And yeah, this is where we get the final line. He hates everyone. And then... Barbara's like, no. He hates himself. And that's our dick from, wolf. From Trivia Corner. Yeah. Uh, this is inspired by the Black Doodler serial killer. So the Doodler is an unidentified serial killer believed to be responsible for between 6 and 16 murders in San Francisco in the 70s. And the nickname was given to the perp's habit of sketching victims prior to their death. And he met victims at gay nightclubs and then brought them back to places and and murdered them. Um, But this is an unsolved crime. We don't know who the doodler was. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And this was like the say, this was like around Harvey Milk time. So Harvey Milk publicly expressed empathy for the victims who refused to speak with the police, saying, I understand their position. I respect the pressure society has put on them. And uh, Milk elaborated that the three men who refused to testify likely feared damaging their relationships with their family and in the workforce because they were still closeted, potentially. Yeah, wild. Huh. Non-ripped. Not that's why it was a non-ripped. Uh, Jenny Bacon, who was the widow, previously appeared in an episode from season one, Limitations, which is season one, episode fourteen. At a victim's request, the police commissioner tries to convince Cragen to close a rape case whose statute of limitations is about to expire. Benson and Stabler finally realize that one of the victims knows the rapist, but she's not willing to talk. I actually remember this episode. I don't. Yeah, I do. But, and, you know, uh, and f- from User Review Corner. Okay, we're going to read a couple of these. From FB Updates 1 from May 21st, 2020. Maybe these guys shouldn't have cheated. Six out of ten stars. I mean, also that. There's a, there is a compelling point where it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you don't deserve to be raped, but... No. Oh, no, no, no. That's not why you'd be like, well, this is what happens when you cheat. But it's also like, I mean, you are technically cheating on your... If not technically, you are cheating on your spouse this, right now. This is what happens when you allow the gays to marry. Uh, maybe, the, maybe these guys shouldn't have cheated. A guy goes after a closeted gay man who... Closeted gay men who cheat on their wives. 
Charles Murphy, a whiny little pissant, doesn't want to testify, but does and blames the cops for his marriage crumbling. Nick Amaro said if he'd just gone out of town with his wife like he was supposed to, he would have been fine. He's right. He lies about having to work and goes out trolling gay bars. He doesn't deserve sympathy. The actor who played Jeremy Jones did a great job. But Nia Vardalos is terrible. Not a terrible episode, just largely unforgettable. So next up is from Scott. There's one that says Barb is outstanding. It's just, which is true. Uh, Next up is from Scott Amundsen from July 8th, 2021. Seven out of 10 stars. Not bad as SVU episodes go, but Nia Vardalos? I'm sorry, but Nia Vardalos is a terrible actress. She's clearly out of her element here and it shows. Fortunately, the balance is restored by Max Carpenter as the self-loathing gay man, Jeremy Jones, and his rather mousy husband, Mason, played with delicacy by Andres Quintero. I don't like the adjectives that you're using. (laughs) Also in the cast are Jenny Bacon as the widow of the man Jones killed. She is sensational, nearly stealing the whole episode in a single brief scene. She's in two scenes. Nick Amaro (laughs) makes one blooper by suggesting that one of the victims was asking for it, asking for what he got by not going out with his wife. A blooper is a generous way of putting that, sir. The remark is uncharacteristically judgmental for Amaro and leaves the viewer with a bad taste in his mouth. Correct. And then, lastly but not leastly, from Aki Cork from May 24th, 2021, pretty much an okay episode, but why the personal hate? Seven out of ten stars. I thought that this was an okay episode, and agree with B. Kogan Bing's review. We all do. But from where does all the execration, I don't know, come that has descended upon Nia Vardalos in the other reviews? I see no reason for that. For me, she turned in a good performance and added to my enjoyment of the show. I guess that everywhere you go, there are now trolls hiding under the bridge. I also don't get the Nia Vardalos hate. Like, I thought she I mean, was totally fine. Yeah, I think that's her character was playing the kind of like, I'm bad at my job, but actually I'm using that to be better at my job kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's weird that like so many other, the reason I read these other reviews is like, why are we talking about how terrible, she's like completely fine. Especially considering the, the fucking guest star that we had last episode, who was like abysmally bad. Yes. Oh my God. She was horrible. So, I don't know. That's a, that's it for our episode for this week. If you agree or disagree with us, if you know why Nia Vardalos is horrible in this episode, I guess, <laughs> hit us up. We're at SVU Podcast on Twitter, which is the official Twitter handle of Nia Vardalos. And you can take that to the bank, the blood bank senator, and for longer or weirder stuff or tweet size emails, because, uh, you know, fuck Elon Musk, send us an email, special, view unit, special viewing unit cool. at gmail.com. You do have to pay. Ooh, I do. And for, uh, or give us a rate review wherever fine podcasts are sold. Yeah, tell anyone you can, any way you can. And yes. tune in next week when you, when we, when you, tune in next week when you'll hear us view and review and lovingly ridicule Law & Order SVU Season 14, Episode 13, entitled Monster's Legacy. Benson and Attorney Baird Ellis, fuck yeah. yeah, help a death row inmate in Ohio whose history as a sex abuse victim may have been ignored by his defense attorney. And as you mentioned last episode, we have Mike Tyson as the Mike guest Tyson. star. So we have Mike Tyson, Ed Asner. Oh, shit. 
Eve Plum from the Partridge family and Peter Scanavino as not Carisi. Who comes back later, famously, as Carisi. As so Carisi. this will be interesting. we got a real Diane Neal situation on our hands. Yeah, really crazy. And, and uh, obviously the triumphant return of Andre Brower. So until next time, for Law & Order Special Viewing Unit, I'm Aviv Rubenstein. And I'm Matt Breuder. We will see you guys next week. Gun, gun. Gun, gun.